Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. <laughs> Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to Ringing the Blues, the official Wiccan Wanderers podcast. On this week's show, I walk the streets of North London looking for a game, as even Port Vale can do it on a cold Saturday afternoon in Stoke. Plus, Chairboys fan Darren Keeping joins us for Till Death Us Two Part. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the full Liga Juan results with Uri. Ringing the blues from Mexico City with a 15 centigrade degree temperature outside, doing fine for this winter. Here are the results for League One. It's me, Uri, by the way. So, Bristol Rovers 1, Blackpool 2, Burton Albion 2, Charlton Athletic 0, Exeter City 0, Cambridge United 0, Fleetwood Town 0, Portsmouth 1, Leighton Orient 1, Bolton Wanderers 0, Lincoln City 0, Derby County 0, Peterborough United 2, Shrewsbury Town 1, Wigan Athletic 1, Reading. Nil, and there are many matches that appear as PP. So I asked my friend uh, Phil Cap- Filiberto Cachapoyos, what does PP means? And uh, well, I asked him if it was uh, the initials for Peso Pluma, the very famous Musica Mexicana artist that is breaking the charts in this day and age, or if it was postponed or pending to play. Well, it was postponed. So there are many postponed matches, many PPs in this um, week. So Cheltenham Town against Carlisle United, Oxford United versus Northampton Town, and Stevenage versus Barnsley. Finally, Port Vale versus Wickham Wanderers. All are PP. Peso Pluma. Postponed. Pending to play. So Cherboy Spanish this week. Well, you know, the Cherboys game was postponed on Friday after an early pitch inspection. Port Vale can do it on a cold Saturday afternoon in Stoke. So Cherboys Spanish, an early pitch inspection. Inspection in Spanish is the same word, inspección. Early, temprano. Pitch, campo, as in field, campo. So Cherboys Spanish this week, an early pitch inspection. Una inspección temprana del campo. Hope this match is played soon. Back to England with my amigo Filiberto Cachapoyos. Adiós. Football plans getting mucked up by the weather all over the country. Wickham Wanderers trip to Port Vale called off the day before the game due to a frozen pitch. 
So, plan B for ringing the blues, Potters Bar Town versus Dulwich Hamlet in the Isthmian Premier. Subject to an 11am pitch inspection, Laurie Shaller, the goalkeeper on loan, is playing at Potters Bar. Hakane Hayretin, the former Wickham Wanderers midfielder from the 90s, is the manager of Dulwich Hamlet. And I think Anthony Jeffrey plays for them too. Either way, the game's off. It failed the 11 o'clock pitch inspection. So, plan C, Wingate and Finchley against Chatham Town. A top six clash in the Isthmian Premier. Ben Frempert, the former chairboy playing at centre-back for Wingate and Finchley. That passed the 11 o'clock pitch inspection. Onto the game, got to the bus stop. Fortunately, I checked just before getting on the bus and the referee called it off at 2pm because the pitch was starting to freeze up again, apparently, or something like that. Anyway, not to be beaten, plan D, White Hart Lane. There's only one team that plays on White Hart Lane and it's not Tottenham Hotspur. They play on the high road. Haringey Borough versus Folkestone in Victor. Haringey struggling in the Isthmian Premier. I'm not sure if there's any Wickham Wanderers links here. I'll find out when I get to the game. It's a 3G pitch. I'm walking down White Hart Lane now, so I'm really hopeful it's on because kickoff is in about 25 minutes. Anyway, game on somewhere at least. Half-time at Colch Park, Haringey Borough nil, Folkestone in Victor nil. Neither keeper with a save to make. You can see why Haringey are in the bottom four and Folkestone are at the bottom of mid-table. However, great atmosphere here. Crowd is buoyed by a lot of games being called off today. A few people like me heading here at the last minute. Decent little grounds, cracking burger and a cup of tea before kickoff. Hopefully some goals in the second half to warm things up a bit. 3G pitch looks good. I bet they're glad they put that in. Right, half-time at Coles Park. And look who I've bumped into. Hakane, hey, Retin Hacks, how you doing? I'm good, yeah, really well. My local team, my game's called off, so... Plus, we've got them next week, so I'll come to watch them. Yeah, Dulwich Hamlet, you're the manager of. I was yeah. going to come and see you as well. <laughs> called off at 11 o'clock this morning. I guess that's this time of year, isn't it? It always happens. The pitchers at this level, we're going to expect that. But obviously, this is a 4G. And, you know, they're great people here. Everybody here is a fantastic football club. And they always do whatever they do to get the game on. And obviously, because it's 4G. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here today. Get out of the house. How things are done? Are you climbing the table? Yeah, yeah, good. It's a good, good club. Massive potential. Great support. Everybody's united there in what we're trying to do. I made a conscious decision this year to get rid of everybody at the start of season and start again and it's taken a little bit longer than what I anticipated but slowly we're getting there but you know privileged to be managing the team thinking of the of the playoffs maybe yeah yeah you know I've just talked to my assistant here and we've between us we've won about eight or nine leagues so it's it, we find it difficult sometimes to understand the mentality of certain people at the level but the players have given me everything they've got and they've been fantastic and we're slowly but surely grinding out results and um, 
You know, when you've got 3,000 plus supporters behind you, you can't go wrong, can you? Absolutely. And there's some players at this level, isn't there? Yeah, some really good players. And um, there's one or two here as well. I've got my, <laughs> I've got my eye on, so... <laughs> Yeah, no transfer good. window at this level, so are you constantly winning and dealing? Yeah, always, always, you know, I'm, like I said uh, to many people, I've been blessed to have worked at some fantastic football clubs, you know, Luton, Dagenham, Maidstone, now Dulwich, you've got to have your eyes and ears open at every opportunity and it's no different and at this level, there's some really good players and, you know, I'm probably known for picking up players and moving them on, so always looking and you play for some pretty good clubs as well no, of course of course Wickham Wanderers, Wickham Wanderers can yeah. you believe it's 30 years nearly since you pinged that goal at Preston I can't believe it to be honest I'm in a group chat with the lads but I don't really anticipate that much and I'm so desperate to get down there to watch a game but obviously because I'm working as well doing what I'm doing you know with Dulwich and wherever I've been even last season when I was at Maidstone it was difficult to get down I truly love the club I had some fantastic memories there. You know, sometimes I flick through the pages of, of, of some stuff that I've got, and, and, and I, my missus goes to me, cool, was that you? And I'm saying, yeah, it was, yeah. It's just <laughs> a great club. It's a fantastic football club, and I really, truly wish them all the best. Now, we bumped to each other in central London a few years ago. Back then, I think your goal against Preston was about 55 yards and counting. How, many, 60, how, 60. How, how far is it now? We're in 2024. How far oh, is it now? Uh, it was a pitch like this, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, that, that game, I, I, I've got some strong memories of that game. The gaffer at the time, Martin O'Neill, he, he was kept upstairs by somebody. And at the end of the session, we, we just did some shooting. And I think I just picked up from there. And that, when Timmy Langford just played that pass to me right at the death day, I thought, I'm going to shoot. I think the... Uh, that the aim was was maybe if it goes in or we waste a bit of time but I caught it just right and uh, we fully deserved our victory I remember before the game you know the gaffer said to us don't drink the tea and then we went outside and every corner had sand sand pits on it and he made us get, get the sand off and you know it was a, it was a it was a an intense game with, with two teams that are fighting to get out I think David Moyes was playing for for Preston and Ainsworth was playing for Preston. I also remember that Gareth Ainsworth had a mask on. Yeah, I think he had a fractured cheekbone, a bit of an altercation with him, and I pulled his mask and I let it go. <laughs> That's how badly we wanted to win, and, and, and we did. And that, that was probably the best team that I've played for in terms of characters and personalities, and long with them, memories lived me for forever. 30 years ago, but you remember it as if it was like yesterday? Yeah, I do, because... These are the things that, you, 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 that, that stay with you, didn't they? Memories like that, because they don't come around. And how blessed and lucky we were to be one professional footballer and for two, for playing for a fantastic football club like Wickham. Not everybody gets that opportunity. And you know, sometimes when I talk about it, when people say to me, what's your best memory? Wickham Wanderers, not even Barnet. Wickham Wanderers. Well, Hacks, you're always welcome at Adams Park. Whenever you get the chance, we'll, we'll have to see you down there. Cheers, mate. Look forward to it. And back to today. Is someone going to pop a 45-yarder in today? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I've got my eye on someone. Let's see.
player coming off. Number nine, Mikey McLeod. And player going on. Number 15, Kasim Aydu. Full-time here at Coles Park. It's finished. Haringey Borough nil, Folkestone in Victor nil. Uh, not a great game. Need the keeper doing having to do too much. Haringey a much better team in the second half. Best player on the pitch for them. George Arresti, the number eight, got real quality on the ball. However, a nil-nil draw, no good for Haringey. Still rooted in the bottom four. And Folkestone in Victor unable to pull away from the bottom four further with a goalless draw today too. Decent crowd, good atmosphere, Baltic weather, but well worth coming out and supporting your local non-league sides when you can't get to see your own teams play because of the weather. Alright, I'm going inside for a bottle. Right then, it's till death us do part. Your football club is like a marriage. You choose the club and you are with them for the rest of your life. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, no matter what division, etc, etc. And this week, I've been looking forward to this one, is Wickham Wanderers fan, Darren Keeping. Darren, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's pretty cold up here in Glasgow, but um, I've got a few days off work and life's been treating me very well. Good stuff. So up in Glasgow, now we we must talk to you about Wishaw Wickham Wanderers because it was an email from your good self to me, well, pre-pandemic, or maybe five years ago. Five uh, and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah that, that um, alerted me to the existence of Wishaw Wickham Wanderers. Uh, how did you find out about them? Well, I'm one of those old guys who grew up with Wickham Wanderers at Lokes Park in the non-league scene. And obviously, you know, the Isthmian League had a great tradition of amateurism I think it was at Wickham until the mid 70s and Scotland Scotland's football scene is different to England there's actually four football associations and I'd work my way through two of them <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> an interest in the third one which for me was the amateur football association and quite literally I was looking at one of the amateur football associations that operates in southwest Scotland thinking well I wonder what their fixtures are like I'll have to have a look at this and like about the second team in the league that, that week was Wish Your Wickham Wanderers. And there's been a few anomalies like that down the years. I know there's been an Albion Rovers in Wales. And I think there was a like Richmond Rafe Rovers, of all things, once upon a time in Liverpool. But I was just like, well, this is like, the you know, the most flattering thing I've ever seen in the history <laughs> of Wickham Wanderers. So I dropped Alex an email or I dropped the email address that turned out to be Alex. Um, and uh, it went from there. And then, you know, about six months later, I'm sat in a bar somewhere in Renfrewshire with um with, with Pete Kohig handing them a signed shirt. And there's my picture on the Daily Record website, which I wasn't expecting at all. But they're great people. They've got about 17 teams and they're doing it for the right reason. 
yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant club. And and since your That's email, right. we've we've been able to make good links with them, which uh, is all down to you, mate. So thank you very much. Well, um, that, that, that's very flattering. But I think really it's down to Alex and all those people. They're the ones who do the hard work. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy, Alex. Uh, and you're that's wearing your Wish Your Wickham Wanderers uh, anniversary shirt, which is actually in our colours. Is there a change it, kit this season? It is. It is. I mean, I think their home colours are... Um, Unfortunately, got a bit too much yellow in it for somebody with my fondness for Oxford United. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of good taste. Uh, so let's go back to the original Wickham Wanderers. When was your first involvement with the great chair boys? Uh, it would have been August 1984 and it was a pre-season friendly against Crystal Palace. Wow. I've got the date, time and date written down somewhere if you want it. I, I grew up in Prince's Risborough and I went to school in Aylesbury. So the last thing I wanted to do was go to Aylesbury on a Saturday. What were your memories of Lokes Park? My lem- my memories of Lokes Park are like everything from my teenage years. Um, I absolutely adored the flipping place. I really, really did. And I miss it massively. I can't help it. I'm one of those fans. Um, yeah, the ball hitting my mate in the face, the disgusting toilets, the 30p hot dogs, the slope. The cow shed, the beautiful wooden stand, being on the pitch after they won the Isthmian League Cup, Stanley Rouse being there, the inaugural, well, the inaugural fight basically against Colchester and me and my mate going down the other end of the pitch and hiding. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely loved the place. For me, a Saturday in my, my teenage years was you'd get the train into Wickham. I'd go to um Scorpion Records. If by any chance Jeff is in China and listening to this, hi, Jeff. Um <laughs> buy a few records and I'd be in the cow shed stood next to Simon and sometimes Julian would be there and all and that little guy with a moustache would take the mick out of my flask of tea, me apple and my bag of dodgy records fantastic but that was what I did for my teenage years it wasn't very rock and roll but I flipping loved it Scorpion Records was a wonderful place as well I've still got the couple of Scorpion Records bags here and behind me there's probably several hundred dodgy records bought from there if Julian and Simon are listening to this, yeah, I probably have still got Nosferatu there. And yes, it's still flipping awful. <laughs> I love, I mean, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that place. But all my family was from High Wycombe. They're all still there. Um, you know, so you'd go and watch the football and then I'd end up at my auntie's house having a sandwich waiting for the train home. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, right, let's start off then. Uh, something old, your favourite ever Wycombe Wanderers memory. Well, I'm under strict instructions from Simon to mention this. And to be fair, it's exactly what I'd have said anyway. But big Simon, he wouldn't have um he wouldn't have let me offer another Wiccan Wanderers memory. And I can't believe this hasn't gone down in the club folklore more than it has. But it was the 30th of April 1986. We're at the bottom of the Gola League. The first were you there yourself? No, I didn't. My first season was 87. Oh, right, right. January 87 was my first game. All <clears throat> oh, right. So, 30th of April 1980, well, you missed a treat here. 30th of <laughs> April 1986, struggling at the bottom of the Gola League. 544 people, Wickham versus Altrincham. And, at the set, and it's nil-nil. And at the 79th minute, a player called Graham Pierce, who I'd love to hear his story. He was at the hospital end of the ground and he lobbed Gary Lester from 30 yards to score the most beautiful home goal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I can still remember me and Simon and the 542 other people standing there in stunned silence as this ball just went in a beautiful arc 
and this will be <laughs> our goal. And it got Wickham Wanderers relegated for the first time in their history. Because wow. we went down. And if we'd, have, if we'd have drawn that day, we'd have stayed up, if you look at the league table. But that own goal, <laughs> we were relegated. And I can't <laughs> believe it hasn't gone down in folklore more. No. And this is the first time we've had a memory here. We've obviously had a lot of memories attached to the glory times of Wickham Wanderers. And thankfully, there's been quite a few of those. And uh, this is the first time we've had a memory that's seen us relegated. But uh, uh, I, I'm now intrigued to see the glory, the glory, glorious nature of this goal. Because as a fan of the Danny Baker's own goals and gaffes videos of around that time, I'm sure it would have featured had it been a bit higher up the pyramid. Uh, yeah, I don't really know if anybody would have had a, a huge Sony video camcorder <laughs> at Oaks Park in 1986. But yeah, I mean, me and Rumble still talk about it. I mean, it, I think he was getting pressured by one of the Ultrigan, one of the Ultrigan attackers, and he panicked a little bit, and he just completely lobbed it over Gary Lester, who, God rest his soul, was a brilliant goalie. Yeah. Um, and it went, yeah, scored this fantastic game. God, I still remember it clear as day. Hospital end, Wednesday evening, 1986. And if you check the league table, if we'd have got one more point that season, we'd have stayed up. Wow, and there we are. And unless I'm really mistaken, he went on and got player of the season at the end of it. Somewhere, <laughs> I've still got, somewhere I've still got the centenary brochure. That was back when the centenary was considered 1985 and not 1987. <laughs> That's my greatest memory. It's connected to Lokes Park, I'll admit that. Yeah. But it was just such a sliding doors moment. If he hadn't scored that own goal, you know, what would have what would have happened with Alan Gain and Jim Kelman and Peter Sudderby and Martin? Exactly. It may all never have happened. It may have all it been we may have been a, it was just one of those moments it made such a big difference with such a one kick of the ball there we are and you can remember the best thing about football is is you remember it implicitly who you were with and you still talk about it to this day that is what this is all about he mentioned it to me two days ago when I said I was doing this and I knew he would <laughs> you know, we're, very we're football fans we're predictable <laughs> right then something new your favourite player in the current squad well that's really Flipping easy for me, because as you can tell from the accent, I spent 20 years of my life living in Aberdeen. <laughs> and um, although I live in Glasgow now, I went to university in Aberdeen in the late 80s. And so I loved it when you had um, Jack Grimmer on there. Oh, yeah. Loads of my friends are Don supporters. So they'd always talk to me about him. And when Anthony Stewart went to Aberdeen as well, they'd talk to me about that. Um so I'll have to say Anthony Stewart out of Aberdeen. I'd have to say Jack Grimmer out of Aberdonian loyalty. When, <laughs> yeah, you, when you and Jack were talking, you and Jack were talking about the Walker's shortbread factory. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my pal knows Mrs. Walker. She's going to ask if you're allowed to visit. Oh well, absolutely. We're well up for that. Jack, Jack, his Jack the snack as he's now been referred to. Has uh, he? Has he? Has he never bought you any fine Aberdonian baked goods? Well, I don't think he has, but I I don't think it was actually him. It's his mum or his sister so tends to be doing a lot of the legwork in that in that side of things. Uh, but he, he he did bring quite a lot of amazing shortbread and also a lot of tunnocks. Tunnocks feature quite heavily. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> has he not bought you a rowy or a buttery? Not yet. No, I'm I'm going to get on to Jack after this. Definitely, you got you get you got to find out if he says rowy or buttery. Okay, you got yeah. That that's the real that's an Aberdeen croissant. They're absolutely. More, more calories than a hand grenade. They're beautiful. 
Uh, he's back on the pitch brilliantly and got the he skipper's is. armbands on at the moment. Um, which, fantastically. Yeah, which is great. I mean, the, the only downside for me is, is that he's so great in the commentary box as well, but obviously we prefer him out on the pitch. But Well, if he had too many um, batteries, he'd be better in the commentary box than he was at the pitch. I promise you they're, they're an anchor for the anchor for the soul. They really are. <laughs> Uh, but he's a great lad, isn't he, Jack? And he's one of our, oh, I'd say he's definitely one of our generals now because he's he's been there, yeah. this is his fifth year, I think, with us. Second longest now, isn't he, behind JJ? Yes, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. 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 So there we are. Right, Jack Grimmer, his first entry, unbelievably, into this feature. Uh, well, right, we it's go... Abaddonian loyalty, good luck to him. <laughs> uh, we go on now <laughs> to something borrowed, which is either the best loanee that Wickham Wanderers ever had or the player you'd wish that we'd signed that we never did. Um, I had to think about this for a while, but the one I was going to go for, and I think I only saw the guy play once, was I was going to go for, has anybody else said Randall Williams? No. I just remember seeing him play against uh, Northampton. It was a cup tight. It was a draw about five years ago. And I just thought the guy was a great entertainer. I think he did a backflip that day after he scored his goal. Yeah, that was his signature move, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought he was great because... You know, I like the fireworks. Football's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be entertained, you know? So, yeah, I was always sorry he didn't stay with us for a bit longer. I remember I remember that game well for good and bad, for, 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 good, and, for good and bad reasons. The penalty short, shootout more than anything. I mean, I can't sit here and claim to be a great football expert. I mean, I couldn't hit a barn door at five yards myself. But I just <laughs> thought he was great. I thought he was an entertainer. I really liked him. I liked Jamal as well. I, I thought he was a good goalie. Yeah, he's I'll on the for... he's on the bench at Burton these days. Yeah, I was quite surprised by that. I thought yeah. he'd have been in the championship by by now. But yeah, me too. Well, I I literally know nothing about football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sitting here claiming anything, <laughs> but yeah, I thought he was a great foot. I thought he was a great goalie. But no, I'm going to go for Randall Williams. Randall Williams, yeah, I think he's last time I saw he was at Bolton, maybe or he's maybe yeah, moved he is on at Bolton. I, I, I did. I did check, but not a regular. So you know, oh. perhaps, perhaps one day your dream may come true. My dream may come true. Well, I liked him anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Right then, on to something blue, which is uh, your favourite piece of Wickham Wanderers merchandise or idea for the club oh, to uh, to feature a range in the shop. I've got a couple of them. My original Lokes Park mug, slightly amorously made, wouldn't change it for anything. Which you're drinking out of to this day, with in the even during this interview, which is wonderful. Yeah, I'm addicted to tea. Uh yeah, this will go back in the um in the treasured possession cabinet as soon as I've spoken to you. <laughs> what what would I go to? You know what? There's a few things I'd really love. A Tony Adams dartboard, but you might want to edit that out. B I would love the club to employ a historian. And do a new, you know, professional historian and do a new updated Datchet Web 1885 complete history onwards. Something really epic. Something uh -huh. to really engage with the local community, see what's in the lofts of High Wycombe relating to the history of this club. Because even, you know, the gentleman who I grew up two doors away from, um, was a guy called Reg Baldwin. He scored one goal for High Wycombe. And I know he had some adventures in the Second World War, and there's got to be some stories out there. And I'd love to have seen them. I'd love to have seen them compiled. Reg was an absolute gentleman. God rest his soul. Um, 
I'd love, I'd absolutely love that. I know it's not quite a piece of merchandise, but I think that would be fantastic. And then being more sensible, I'd just phone up Urko and get some official Wiccan Wanderers chairs made. Oh, you know, Urkel's still in Prince's Risborough. Yeah. You know, make a Windsor frame chair. JJ was presented with an Urkel love bench. That that couldn't possibly be where I got the idea from. <laughs> <laughs> and my mate works at Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some Urkel Wiccan Wanderers furniture. I mean, I'd be down with that, definitely. I think that would oh, be fantastic. It would, be, it would not be the cheapest piece of merchandise, but it's, you know, a chair for the chair boy. I picked up a nice set of Urkel. Uh, I've got an Urkel uh, settee and a couple of chairs on eBay. Uh, and they, they desperately need recovering. But until my toddler's grown up, I'm not going to do it. But I did go on the Urkel website to uh, to have a look at their reupholstering costs and, and thought, yeah, maybe my boy's going to be about 35 by the time I get around to doing this. But I did well, think I, about I having them in Wiccan um, colours. I can tell you there's, a, there's certainly more than one. There's Wiccan fans working at Urkel. Well, Darren, it's been wonderful. Uh, you were nominated actually to do this by uh, by Christian Sturluson, oh, our, yeah. our mutual friend in Iceland. And again, our mutual. What a wonderful yeah, I thing. couldn't believe when, when you've had people from Denmark and people from Abu Dhabi and people from the north of Iceland on the show. I couldn't think why on earth you'd want somebody from Prince's Risborough, but there you go. Everybody has a different connection with the football club they support. But who'd have thought that, you know, when you were going down to Lux Park in the mid-80s, that a chap living in North Iceland would be connecting you with someone who could then get you on to talk about the club. Uh, I mean, what a wonderful club this is. Well, it is. It is. It's much better than a normal football club. I know that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, life's full of coincidences and strange occurrences. Christian, when Christian sat down next to Ken at Wembley and they got talking about what they did for a living... Um, Ken Townsend. Yeah. Ken Townsend knows the Beatles historian, um, uh, the Beatles historian, Mark Leverson, who wrote this book. That's volume one. Wow. And I swapped <laughs> a few emails with Mark Leverson, you know, about a small, very tiny corner of Beatles history. Um, yeah, life's just full of coincidences and weird stuff. And, you know, the, the more it has, the better. Fantastic. Well, Wanderers has always been a good source of that. It certainly has. Well, Darren, um, keep flying the flag up north of the border. Uh, make yeah. sure you put your, your mug away. I don't want to be responsible for you breaking that. So put that I'd away safely. Yeah, me too. Now after seeing it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the club museum in ten years. Well, when I'm pushing up daisies up Bledlow Ridge, this will be in the club museum. <laughs> Darren, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully see you at his park soon. Yeah, and well, next game for me, Stephen is your way. Right, that's it all for this week's show. Many thanks to Hakane Retin, Haringey Borough and Darren Keeping. If you'd like to be the subject of Till Death Us Do Part, or you'd like to nominate slash drop someone in it instead, drop an email to media at wwfc.com. Join us next time to hear if the chair boys can reel in the Cod Army at Adams Park. Come on, you blues.